following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. What if you got a little bad finger there? Yeah. That's, uh, that's a good intro. Um, we, we, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Come get it! We got some things we're going to talk about. Obviously, we've been in a very bearish scenario with stocks. Uh, horrible uh, things going on in terms of the coronavirus and preparations for that but we're going to talk first about uh some things that you should know about bear markets and um so this week uh let's let's i want to recap this this week real quick we need to redefine the word recap yeah redefine recap (laughs) redefine recap (laughs) right after after this week yeah yeah uh, recap i don't know is a good word yeah that's right um (laughs) so it started um on monday yeah um you had the surprise announcement from the the saudis and russia you know you had everything going on there with oil prices oil prices yeah you know it it was so pre-market trading they they have circuit breakers and there's circuit breakers that go on during the day with trading too, um, which is which it stops the market from trading when it hits the circuit breaker. Right, exactly. It halts it for a little while. So you had a limit down, which is five percent pre market Sunday night. Then you had a limit down Wednesday night. Right. Then you had a limit up Thursday night. Right. So I mean, they're just incredible volatility right. um you know uh, thursday was you know the biggest you know that you've there's been headlines you know biggest yeah. point drop you know since such and such thursday was a a a, a new one i mean that was a 10 percent drop mm-hmm. that's the biggest percentage drop since 1987 uh so it was a big drop thursday um yesterday we had almost a it was over nine percent yeah up up yesterday that's after trump's announcement that they were going to commit 50 billion dollars to the uh coronavirus effort yeah and he had all the ceos of the different um uh, pharmaceutical companies and uh, yeah walgreens and getting, people like that getting and the testing. government officials right and getting the testing out there which it- yeah, it wasn't even after it. Guy and I were sitting watching. We the tracked end it. of trading. Yeah, it and was as, fun. As each CEO was being introduced, the more it was just ratcheting up. Yeah, it was like a straight arrow up. That's right. And this isn't against Trump, but we all know, you know, when he came on the air on Wednesday night, was it Wednesday night? He mm-hmm. gave the talk. It was. And and then of course Thursday was just horrific. Yeah. And they said, a lot of people were saying they didn't like what Trump had to say mm-hmm. Wednesday night. He was, you know, he just wasn't real confident and firm, and his plans were kind of vague, et cetera, et cetera. But when he started speaking yesterday, Elizabeth and I had it up on the big screen, and we had the market index right next to it. The, the market dropped about 300 points. But then when all the CEOs right. were being introduced— Stepping and in. stepping up and what they're going to be doing and the unity and it, the collaboration. It, you know, it was just outstanding. The market went up, what, 750 points or something during his talk. Right, yeah, and it closed up, you know, 1,900 points for the day. Yeah. Something like that yesterday. Um, so, I mean, it was just, it was, you know, a big day up yesterday. Now, what we've been seeing <clears throat> volatility there's a measurement called the vix uh, it's a volatility index yep. 
and the volatility index has just been you know at levels not seen since 08 and 09 and and that's why we're seeing these big moves yeah explain real quick mike the volatility index for the listeners that don't know what that is vix it's it's like the market line Basically, yeah. if you want to yeah. bet on what the market's going to do, it's kind of like betting on a football game. Right, exactly. Calling Vegas. Yeah. You're doing the same thing. Is that correct? Right. And and it, it measures options, and, and it's just it, it's the expectation of volatility. And, you know, expectation of volatility translates to real volatility. Right. Um, so you're seeing the volatility spike. Part of that – very. I heard, it's an interesting statistic. Um, over, it's between sixty and eighty percent of daily trading volume is algorithm computer trading. Big point. Not, not being done by human. Not beings. being done by human beings. Oh so my god! Think about that. Woo! Huge amounts of volume, money that's just sloshing around in the system. When you have volatility like this, that. Th- that amount of trading adds to the volatility. Well, it triggers it, doesn't it? It, it triggers it, and then it feeds on it. It feeds on itself. And it's so much bigger now nowadays because that model was not as active. In, in, in my understanding correctly, mm-hmm. like in 0809, that model of the algorithm triggered trading was not like it is today. So That's it's right. even fueling it more than what was going on in 08. Absolutely. Hence the reason for the circuit breakers that you were just talking about. Right, right. Those weren't in place in 08, 09? Uh, That that, that I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if those were in place. Uh, They probably were, but I can't can't promise you on that. But the the computer trading, um, that it can be – these these programs will trade on anything from – the smallest uh, inconsistency on pricing on treasuries or on certain s- sectors. I mean, very, very minuscule pieces of the market and kind of dark corners of the market they'll trade on. But it just it just fuels that volatility. Right. Um, so it, it's it's interesting. You look at what's been going on and the uh the fund people are not trading on fundamentals you know it, and this right. volatility it's based on fear and um simply just sell everything at this point sell everything and out if 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 uh, a certain level is hit the computer says sell if a certain level is hit the computer says buy mm-hmm. and that creates volatility now where that steam rolls into the the average investor you see this volatility well naturally emotion kicks in yeah. and then you have selling on top of that so if if the market's going up you'll have buyers well I'm, i need to get in because i'm going to miss out and if it's going down so the market is dictating the direction that a lot of people are trading right now but when you look at the fundamentals most things are not trading based on fundamentals. They can be extremely cheap based on the underlying business and what's actually there, revenues. Of course, the question is now, at this point, with a shutdown, there's obviously going to be a lowering of expectations in terms of earnings right now. Right, right. And that's what the market's trying to gauge Um is what will the actual earnings look like when they start coming out? Yeah, and so you've had this knee-jerk reaction um, that you know sell now, ask questions later, and you know, once earnings start coming out, you're going to find that equilibrium. Um, you know, earnings will either be worse than what the market's expecting or better, um, or you know, so it, you're that's when it'll find footing, and you'll see more. Uh, pricing based on fundamentals well you know it's interesting when you talk about the earnings piece that we're approaching everybody's expecting that but yet <laughs> people are spending money like the world is coming to an end yeah how many pictures did we see this week of empty shelves yeah, every right. store across america that's right is just these runs like oh my god we've got a snowstorm of three weeks of coming now, there could be something underneath that, but I, I, what's the impact going to be 
as it relates to the media industry, the sports industry, entertainment, they seem to be the areas that are really being paralyzed. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, you look let's, at... Let's go ahead and take a break here. Okay. 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 It's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. This is what's happening. Coronavirus pandemic. Try to prevent the spread of this disease. Passed several measures. Approved a test. Quarantine. Check in throughout the day. Closing schools. No sporting events. Prepare and take precautions. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. If you have your retirement savings in a 401k or 403b plan, your money is in a mutual fund more than likely. In a mutual fund, you invest with a group of people and you are affected by the group with which you invest. If they are withdrawing money while you're holding tight, your investment performance could be affected negatively. At Dupree Financial Group, we invest every account individually. That means each client owns his or her own group of securities, which is unaffected by the behavior of other investors. It is not a pooled account. For a free review of your retirement investment holdings, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and make a no-obligation appointment. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Ten things you should know about bear markets. So, we've not been in a bear market since the financial crisis. Eleven years. Eleven years. By the way, the anniversary of the bull market, was it Thursday or went Tuesday? The oil, was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday was the 11-year anniversary. Yeah. Thank you, Saudi Arabia and Russia. We just made it. The black gold boys (laughs) pulled her out. One thing real quick, uh, Guy, you were, you were just talking about the consumer being strong, people spending yep. money. You, you, Interesting statistic, household debt service ratio, which is how much of your income is going to service debt okay. on average, the, the consumer right now, um, as of the fourth quarter of 19, stood at 9.7%. Back in fourth quarter of 07, right before the financial crisis, that was closer, it was over 13%. Going all the way back to 1980, it's not been below 10%. Boy, it's good so news. So people have the cash flow, you know, they've, the consumer is not leveraging up. You know, you have, um, you have student debt, car, you know, auto loans, but, you know, with interest rates being low like they are, they can service that debt better. Yeah. Um, so that was just an interesting statistic. Much lower than they were the and, other day. Yeah. And one other thing, because we talked about it at the, at the beginning of the hour, uh, kudos to the House of Representatives, 1238 last night, this yes. morning, yes. they passed the uh, the, the bill to, for the aid, which I think is going to be outstanding. And I don't know about you guys, but I have received four or five different emails from utility companies, gas, electric, you know, all these services that we all use and require, need daily, saying, we are here for you in the event that you lose your job, you can't, we're not going to turn off your electric or cut off your gas or any of those things. I love seeing how this country is coming together to help each other. Absolutely. Uh, in a time of, you know, uncertainty. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about things that happen historically, you know, in a bear market. Let's put some of this in perspective here, because a bear market is a drop of 20% or front. That's when you trigger a bear market from the most recent high. Yeah. So technically, we are in a bear market now. With- it sure doesn't feel like it, though, does it? <laughs> um, so uh, what do you mean? Well, bear, you know, bear market kind of lazy. They sleep <laughs> for a long period of time, and they're quiet and unassuming. <laughs> this this uh, has not been quiet and unassuming. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the, some key things, though. Bear markets are normal. Um, since 1928, there have been 25 bear markets in the S&P 500. 
Uh, during that same time, there's been 26 bull markets. Um, it, you, you break that down, uh, over the last 91 years, uh, bear markets have comprised only about 20 of those years. Put another way, stocks have been on the rise 77% of the time. In general, long-term, stocks have gone up over time. Um, so bear markets are normal. Bear markets are corrections. Bear markets, they're actually healthy for yeah. markets because it, it weeds out fluff, if you will. It, it gets things to real value, and that's when you know, long-term investors have opportunities. Um, bear markets tend to be short-lived. Uh, the average length of a bear market is about 10 months, uh, and that's significantly shorter than the average length of a bull market, which is on average about a little less than three years. That's, a, that's an interesting point right there. Average bull, a little less than three years, and we're coming out of an 11-year bull market. Right. This one's interesting. Since uh, World War II, uh, bear markets have been less frequent. Uh, before World War II, um, there were 12 bear markets uh, about every 1.4 years. Since uh, in the 74 years since the war ended, there have been 13 or one about every about every six years, 5.7 years. So part of that has to do with information flow, I believe. You know the the speed of information. Uh, now that can add, as we're seeing this week, things will react more quickly when news comes out, I think. Um, but it's just interesting, you know, the, uh, it's been extending out, uh, that in the duration between bear markets since world war two, um, a bear market does not necessarily indicate a recession. Uh, there have been 25 bear markets since 1929, but only 14 recessions during that time. So what about 50% of the time there had been, I a think recession. we'll have a recession this time. Well, and and there are and it, we could we yeah. could because uh, a global recession um, is a slowdown yeah. in economic growth. So if you have things shutting down, you can have you know a, a technical recession, but um, that doesn't you know the market's already pricing those kinds of things mm -hmm. in to to a large degree, um, and you could have a when well the market is a leading indicator yeah. so you typically and th this is this is interesting here half of the S&P 500 strongest days in the last 20 years occurred during a bear market right during a potential recession um because the market will move 20% before there's actually before it says hey you know we were in a recession or before it says the recession ends yeah. so it moves quicker it moves quickly and i think you know the economy is so strong right now the economic indicators are still solid i mean we've got a coronavirus yeah yeah which is going to you know if the reset we do have a recession i think it's going to be one of these real short lived recessions just because of the coronavirus effect right. on earnings it'll just slow companies just enough my god we got zero unemployment you guys that's right. People are working. They've got cash to spend, and they want to spend it. And, you know, there might be a whole nother piece to this. Now I get to my fantasy mind gets to roll it. <laughs> Think about the, um, the psychological impact of this self-quarantining. And when we come out of it, what are we mm. going to want to do? stuff stuff that's right <laughs> and we're gonna want to spend and go do stuff and travel and go elizabeth's looking at me like he's nuts <laughs> now i'm thinking let's go let's go <laughs> I, i'm ready to rock and roll which but, well if when you don't know the impact markets despise uncertainty exactly and yes you don't know the impact that this virus is gonna have you don't even know this virus um yesterday we're getting you know going down a rabbit trail one of our fellow employees who I'm sure is listening said now what makes you all an authority to call, talk about coronavirus oh yeah no, no. <laughs> I said, well, it's having a lot of impact on the market right now but um it, it's just the cause and result and the unknown of this virus I was listening to another doctor last night talk about 
how to prevent getting it. And he's saying it's airborne. Somebody else is saying it's surface. Uh, yeah, Somebody else, yeah. they don't know where it's coming, what it's, you know, mm-hmm. right. so many uncertainties. So we just need to batten down and use good judgment and then hope that it goes quickly and that it doesn't have the economic impact right. so everybody can bounce back quickly. Right. You know? and, and bear markets are part of investing. You know, this is not something that's new. We're going to have a bear market again at some point in the future. But the important thing, how we invest, we're not because we don't know know, what the the economic impact in the short run is going to be from this. You know, you can prognosticate on what things are going to be. You're going to have far left, you know, uh, projections, far right projections, you know, optimistic, pessimistic. It'll probably be somewhere in the middle. Um, uh-huh. And the market is has been it looks like reacting very pessimistically, very conservatively. You know, meaning sell off. Um, but when you look at the long term, this is when you know you do your research. You know, because we, you don't know what's going to happen with the market, so you have to fall back on something, which is research. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, you look at Jason's week did a, an article. Um, this was actually last week, but what what Benjamin Graham would tell you to do now? Look in the mirror. Yeah. Um, this is something that you can control. You can't control. We can't control what the stock market does, but there are some things that you can control, which is more the psychological side of things um, and your investment approach. Um, and I, I love <clears throat> the way you know Zweig. He, he puts what Graham, you know, he summarizes it, says, forget about the stock, what the stock market is going to do. Instead, focus on what you as an investor ought to do. Um, there are the, 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 the quote from Graham, the investors, investor, that's, that's key here, not speculator, investors, primary interest lies in acquiring and holding suitable securities at suitable prices. The speculator, on the other hand, mainly cares about anticipating and profiting from market fluctuations. So, the long-term investor, you know, you, you, he, you know, Graham, he came up with, you know, he's used Mr. Market, yeah. the personification of the stock market, and the Mr. Market every day offers to either buy or sell your stock or mm-hmm. or sell more stock to you. Um, and Mr. Market always wants to trade. Much of the time, the prices are sensible, but ha- mo- a lot of time, they're ridiculously high or low. And it's interesting, it's a paradox, but when when Mr. Market says, you know, I'm going to, I'll sell it to you at a lower price, more people want to trade. Yeah. When prices go lower, more people trade. For those of y'all that don't know who Benjamin Graham is, he's the father of value investing. He is Warren Buffett's mentor. Wrote a book called The Intelligent Investor. Worth reading. Stay with us. It's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio, 630 WLAP. This is a Morgan & Morgan consumer message. Every home built before 1975 has cast iron pipes that are failing. Have you experienced water damage, slow drains, or water-stained walls? Did your insurance company say that your claim was excluded because the damage was long-term or over 14 days? Our attorneys have been successful in overcoming this exclusion. Let our attorneys review your claim for free. If your insurance company denied your water loss claim, call us immediately. Morgan & Morgan. Offices Lexington. HelpWantedLexington.com salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. What are you doing, Dave? We need help with payroll. I'm doing squats, Mr. Employee of the Month. I'm taking your advice and I'm working my butt off. That's not what I meant. Glutes of steel. Feel them. Right here. Oh, Dave, now I have to call HR. We believe local businesses should be packed with more local employees of the month and fewer Daves. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. HelpWantedLexington.com. Local jobs that work. Does your nonprofit engage volunteers to fulfill your social mission? Is there a need to better engage volunteers to meet critical community needs? If so, learn how to improve volunteer engagement across your organization through participating in the Service Enterprise Initiative. The Service Enterprise Certificate Program includes a comprehensive organizational assessment, training series, and professional coaching. Expand the impact of your organization through volunteers. Visit serve.ky.gov. 
Coronavirus cases now stretching to nearly every state and territory in the U.S. More than 2,000 confirmed so far. The president declaring a national state of emergency Friday, earmarking federal aid to states for expanded testing and the economic fallout. ABC's Trevor Alt is in Washington. Much of that progress will be made working with private companies. The president championing that partnership Friday in the Rose Garden. Still, the effort to make testing more widely available is something critics argue the White House has fumbled. The president without evidence blaming the previous administration for the lag in test kits. Late last night, a deal on Capitol Hill, a bipartisan relief package passed by House Democrats and Republicans to help millions of Americans affected by coronavirus. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi after the vote. We did what we said we were going to do. Put families first with paid sick, uh, sick leave, paid sick days, a family and medical leave, unemployment insurance. The Senate will take up the bill next week. Michelle Franz in ABC News. Keep that rain gear handy for this Saturday. We are looking at a wet and chilly day here in the Commonwealth. Temperature-wise, we start out on a chilly note and doesn't really get much better for the afternoon. Highs expected to top out only into the mid to lower 40s. Gusty showers also going to be with us all day long, so keep that umbrella and rain jacket handy. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Adam Berniston. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. The unemployment rate is lower than it's been in decades. That means if you're trying to hire a new employee, they probably already have a job, which means you need to try reaching them in a different way. That's where iHeartMedia comes in. Every week, our radio stations reach 93% of the U.S., most likely when they're on their commute or already at work. So start connecting with the qualified candidates you've been looking for on AMFM Radio. Visit iHeartWorks.com. That's iHeartWorks.com. When it comes to your kids, dental hygiene is very important, not only for their teeth, but their overall health and well-being. The Bluegrass Community and Technical College Dental Hygiene Program on Cooper Drive is cleaning teeth for kids aged from 4 to 12 for free. You heard that right, for free. From April 6th to April 29th, BCTC Dental Hygiene Program is doing free x-rays, kindergarten screenings, and cleanings. And best of all, it's for free. Call 859-246-6857 to reserve a spot and let us give your kids a smile. That number again is 859-246-6857. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Want to talk more about Benjamin Graham. I think it's so timely yeah. Yeah, with, with things that are going on right now. Um, I, I, want to, I want to just read this. I, I can't say it any better than it's written. Intelligent investors, Graham insists, don't need superior intellect, training, or expertise. Instead, intelligence consists of patience, independence, and self-control. You don't have to let the market do the thinking for you. The true investor scarcely is ever forced to sell his shares, and at all other times, he's free to disregard the current price quotation. That right now is key right now. You know, this is why we do so much education for our clients. You're going to have markets that go down. And we've we've been saying that, you know, for the last several years, you know, you're going to have markets that go down. You have to know what you own and why you own it and what the company does and how they are financially. Right. When you know those details, you can keep your emotions more in check. When you see something like what happened yesterday mm-hmm. happening, where you're seeing stocks down 10, 20, 30 percent, um, that's when you can say, okay, you know, Mr. Market right now is willing to pay me, let's say, let's say for my house, you have a $100,000 house today, that'd be a 
great deal. But let's say you had a hundred thousand dollar house. Market's willing to pay you seventy thousand dollars today for it. Am I going to sell it to them for seventy thousand? No way. I know yeah. what it costs to build the house. I know oh, what it's worth. So it's no different with a company with the stock. When you see the market doing something like that, you say, okay, I, I know what I have. I know what the company is. And in our case, the companies we own, the companies that pay dividends, the dividend hasn't changed from what it was a month ago. Now, whenever you get big dislocations in the market, sometimes there are uh, tangible things that have changed. Like with what happened with oil prices, that was a fundamental shift. You know, because, you know, oil prices being at 30 instead of 50, that's something that has changed. Yes. So what did we do? We went back and we're reviewing our exposure to energy and identifying areas that potentially, let's say they, let's say they do have a dividend cut. What would the potential impact be? I had this conversation with uh, someone yesterday. When we're, when we're putting together a, an income-producing portfolio, mm-hmm. say you have 30 different positions, every one of them are paying dividends. Every single company in our, in our portfolio pays dividends. We know at any given time there's a potential for some, a couple of those companies to not pay a dividend. Right. Unlikely, but possible, because dividends aren't guaranteed. But... In a market like this, where you're seeing big sell-offs with cash and bonds, we're able to buy more or new companies that are also paying dividends. So the net effect on the portfolio is to keep that income stream moving up. Yeah. So diversification, different industries, and keep the income that's coming from the portfolio to our clients increasing. Right. We talk a lot about this at the pre-financial group, and our client, our phones aren't ringing that much because our clients have been very much so educated, and we like to talk about how we we educate, and we're a guide, and we empower you to enjoy your life during retirement. But when you think about Benjamin Graham and what his principles are, he wrote this book 50, 60 years yeah, ago? I think it was set, set, 72. 72? I think. Okay. This is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have a cell phone in 1972, <laughs> you guys. Okay. The internet didn't exist. You know, yeah. Al yeah. Gore had not invented it. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, we got it. All right. Sorry about that. But but he says, he one of his. See, the ma- silence made that even funnier. <laughs> I know, I know. It was at your expense, but. But, but he, <laughs> say, he says you should reconcile yourself that the probability, rather than the mere possibility, that stocks will fall by 33% or more at least every five years. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to share something with you guys. We're in a market economy now that information is instant, right? Yes. My son, who is a works in the government, works in Frankfurt, he asked me to sign. I said, Dad, you want to keep up with the uh, what's going on with the coronavirus and everything? He said, you need to sign up for this Twitter called bluegrass politics i said okay that sounds fun you know Mm -hmm. so when the governor comes on and gives an announcement about something you get a tweet Mm -hmm. now i've never done this guys i'm i'm from the old generation this was a new experience for me and i want you to know this past week i probably got four thousand two hundred and (laughs) twenty three tweets and i want to tell you something every one of those tweets terrified me They created fear and anxiety, Mm -hmm. and this was just about the coronavirus, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, imagine if I'm invested in the market, Elizabeth's over here died, (laughs) and I'm in the markets, and I'm paying attention to all this news and what's going on in Wall Street, Mm -hmm. and this is hitting me. My God. It's going to scare you. You would expect half your investment population to be institutionalized. Right. It's like like a flock of squirrels coming from about 50 directions. Exactly. (laughs) And so, you know, keep calm. Be calm. Tune out. 
Like you said, I'm not going to sell my home that I spent $150,000 to build yeah. for $70,000. i am not going to do that. But by God, I sure love getting my rent check mm-hmm. every month. Right. And that's exactly what our principles are. That's what Benjamin Graham's principles are, value investing. Absolutely. And one of the things we've been able to help people with so much is <clears throat> a lot of our clients, you know, they, they were coming from a 401k or some company retirement plan. And those plans are great for accumulation because it, it those, that's what they're set up for dollar cost averaging. You know, it works. Yeah. Um, the problem is they're not set up to, for the distribution phase in life. And there's no person to talk to. That's you're right. you're going to talk to an 800 number and they're going to give, you know, they a lot of times they can't give recommendations. Uh, they'll just they'll take an order, uh, but they won't give recommendations. And it's times like this where you need somebody that you can trust that that you have built that relationship with. You know, you've put them to the test and you've been through ups and downs with and that you will go with them through ups and downs. That's when it's important to have that kind of a relationship uh, is, is to k- help keep your emotions in check. You know, Philip talks about this a lot on the show that, you know, it's like a marriage. And, yeah. and our clients and the relationships we have are like a marriage. And, you know, when I get fearful or concerned or anxious about something, it's, it's very comforting for me to be able to talk to my wife about how I'm feeling and, you know, and just kind of get it out of my head because sometimes when you live up inside your brain, it can become a very dangerous, dark neighborhood. Sure. <laughs> Especially when sure. you're getting 4,200 <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I had to turn it off. It was making me crazy. But, but you know, and we do the same thing at Dupree, you know, and, and some clients did call, you know, and they wanted to know what was going on. But, Absolutely. you know, we have this partnership, this, this forthright, ongoing relationship that you know is positive mm-hmm. and yesterday th- this one of our sweet dear customers brought us um yeah. two packages of the most delicious muffins and instead of us saying are you okay <laughs> he was he was thinking about us, us. and the week yeah. that we had had but that's a relationship that we've developed and um and he's one of our our customers that takes the market pretty seriously sure um and it, it that was that was spoke volumes i i i love our clients i mean you're talking about that example i had several of them too just talking to them on the phone first thing they say how are you all doing yeah how are you and then you know we get to talk about the portfolio what's going on in the market right. but and, and it's and it's not just a formality hey how are you it's how are you like really you know interested how are you doing because you, know? you have a relationship it's not just talking about business yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so that that's that's what we want to build with our clients um and it's it is a business relationship obviously but there's that personal side of it too that's right half of the s&p 500 strongest days in the last 20 years occurred during a bear market that's right that was and that's that's why it's so hard to try to time the market yeah. because inevitably the market will do the opposite or at the different time than you think it will. If you miss out on I'm going on memory here, but if you miss out on the ten best trading days over a long period of time, it reduced your total return by almost fifty percent right. by missing ten days and. That's why we we fall back on our research, hold the companies that, even if they're down in price, hold on to them unless something has changed with the business. And if something changes with, with the underlying business, we'll sell it in a heartbeat right. because that's when you, you, you don't want to hold on to something just to be holding on to something. Um, and it's, it's it too, it's incremental moves. Um, we're not market timers. And but we were looking, you know, back in January, some companies that had gotten expensive, they weren't paying much in the way of dividends because they'd gone up in price. Well, we were selling them, um, trimming some, selling all the positions of another. Um, we did that again a few weeks ago. Um, and 
it wasn't because we didn't know what the market we didn't know was going to do this yeah but valuations looked expensive mm-hmm. and so the net effect was you know we we have cash had and still do have cash um, but it's small incremental moves over a long period it keeps you from doing something drastic either jumping all in you know if you know going 100 percent you know hey, I'm going to put 100% of my cash that I have right now in the market. We don't do that. You know, I'm going to sell everything, go all to cash. We don't do that. It's incremental moves along the way, and that is, in our opinion, the most prudent way to manage a portfolio. Yeah. Although if somebody does call you, oh yeah, it's always their money. It's always their money. And you can give them your opinion, but ultimately if they want to go to all cash, then, then they yeah, can do it. It happened this week. Sure. And, yeah. and that was okay because – that Let's was go ahead and take a break here. Was. Right. Yep. You listen to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. This is what's happening. Coronavirus pandemic. Try to prevent the spread of this disease. Passed several measures. Approved a test. Quarantine. Check in throughout the day. Closing schools. No sporting events. Prepare and take precautions. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. If you have your retirement savings in a 401k or 403b plan, your money is in a mutual fund more than likely. In a mutual fund, you invest with a group of people and you are affected by the group with which you invest. If they are withdrawing money while you're holding tight, your investment performance could be affected negatively. At the Prefinancial Group, we invest every account individually. That means each client owns his or her own group of securities, which is unaffected by the behavior of other investors. It is not a pooled account. For a free review of your retirement investment holdings, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and make a no-obligation appointment. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m., that's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Okay, back on the Tom Dupree Show. Strategies going forward. So... This week, well, really the last couple weeks, uh, like I was talking in the last segment, we had sold some things that had gotten expensive, uh, weren't paying as much in the way of dividends, raised some cash. Um, So we are, you know, holding, you know, the the positions that we have currently and then slowly, deliberately, uh, diligently, you know, adding small amounts to certain areas that look attractive. Um, things that have been priced like in an 0809 scenario um, and are still paying good dividends. You know, what you could get with a 4% dividend two weeks ago now is a 6% dividend or, you know, something like that. Um, so we've been slowly adding some positions for the long-term, hopefully, appreciation in price, but mo- most importantly, for the long-term income for our clients. Yeah, And it's cost averaging, right, Mike? That's right. The, the, when the interest goes right. up, it's not because the company's paying more dividend. It's because the value of the stock is down. The stock price has gone down because of what's been going on in the market. Now, in, in a quarter, six months' time, somewhere around there, some of these probably they're going to be paying a higher dividend as well. So if they're paying a dollar a share in dividends, they might be paying a dollar ten in dividends because a lot of these companies have long histories of doing that and will probably continue to do that. Um, so it's a combination of the lower price and probably you know higher dividend payments coming out. Right. Uh, assuming a fifty-year investment horizon, you could expect through to live through about 14 bear markets. That's, that's a bunch. <laughs> Especially after the week this past week. Right. Past week. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, that, it is, it's, it's a bunch and that's, there's, there are a lot of, uh, investors, uh, managers mm-hmm. out there right now 
that have never been through a bear market. That haven't been through one. Um, yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot because it's been 11 years. 11 years. And what a blessing that's been. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you, you have to be prepared um, emotionally and you have to have done your research going into a market like what we're in. Yeah. Um, if not, you're scrambling. You know, you're you're saying, you know, you're you're saying, oh my gosh, you know what what has what is going on? You know, emotionally, you weren't prepared, and you're scrambling trying to get data on what what your clients own. Yeah, you have to do it. You have to do your due diligence constantly for environments like this. You right. couldn't possibly have conviction in what you own and the confidence yeah. to sit Mm-mm. tight. If you, I don't know, I really wonder, would have been interesting to be in a, some of the other offices where their research comes out of New York or London or wherever and, and how they, I mean, you think that we were uneasy knowing what we know and being invested with income-based sure. products that, you know, the, the customers are still going to be able to pay their light bill and whatever and they're not watching their life savings plummet without having income coming back in but i i having that conviction is absolutely key mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. and because uh, tom you've talked before you know when you were you know at another firm you know long long time ago they had the the group the guru that was recommending these things and then when the market went the other way silence yeah, yeah. there was there was nothing you couldn't get the information from the source. Right. That's why we do our own research. Yeah. That's the source. You know, our clients can access the source of the information. There's yeah. accountability. Yeah. Speaking of research, I didn't have this last week, and I wish I did, but I hadn't had time to do the research. <laughs> did some research this week, and I'd like to share it with our listeners, and I think it's appropriate, and it's something positive versus negative mm-hmm. so i finally got an analysis of how the market has done after every epidemic pandemic that we've experienced going back 40 years like the coronavirus like the coronavirus you all and very surprising this is the s p okay numbers HIV AIDS. Now, this is after the first case was announced, okay? Mm -hmm. June of 81. Six months later, the market was down 0.3%. Twelve months later, it was down 16.5%. And then you all know that was probably the most, it's been the most deadly pandemic we've had, and it's still going on today. We still don't have a cure. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised by that number. Let's go to SARS. I'm just going to skip some of these, but SARS was a big deal. April 2003, six months later, the market was up 14.5%. Mm-hmm. Twelve months later, 20%. The swine flu, April of 2009, six months later, the market was up 18.7%. Twelve months later, 35.96%. And then let's go to MERS in, uh which was May of 2013, first case. Six months later, market was up 10%. 12 months later, almost 17.96%. So I don't, and the most recent was the Zika virus, which was January of 2016, and the market was up 12% six months later, and then 17.5% 12 months later. I think this is kind of telling. And the reason it's telling to me is simply this. These are scary things for anybody. Sure. Correct? And so the emotion that we were talking about with Benjamin Graham really feeds into this analysis. Mm -hmm. You know, once we get an idea what we're dealing with, we, you know, and let's, let's look at the facts right now. We understand what this disease is. We know how to treat it. We know how to prevent it. Okay washing our hands and social distancing and all these different I things. Know, I don't know that we do completely understand because I keep, like I was saying earlier, I've heard it's airborne, I've heard it's surface-based, 
And I, I don't know that we understand. What I do think is that it is going to, the measures that the government and the public have come together, I think that it's going to come to a, an end. And the NCAA, as painful as that was for all of us sports fans, uh-huh. canceling the tournament, those kind of measures I think are going to really cut down and the education, once again, the public has been educated about isolates, you know, public or uh, what is it? Social distance. Social distancing, Social distancing correct. Kind of I yeah. think that the other countries where it's going rampant, I don't think that they have, because it seems silly. Why do they cancel the Final Four when that's, what, three weeks? Why, why are they right. that far out? Keeneland, they've suspended for a couple of weeks. That starts April. Why are we, why are we doing this as far out? Well, it is preventative before it is an epidemic in this area correct and nationally so i'm not as concerned from that because we're we're getting ahead of it we are and but we really don't know what we're dealing with if we don't take precautions yeah i mean as far as a, a vaccine uh, we're not there yet not there yet you're looking probably a year or so right on a vaccine but we're like you said, we're we're taking the the measures, the social distancing, the self quarantine, all those things to help contain it. And thank God they're getting the testing out there on a mass scale now. Um, I do think that that's something that should have been done three weeks ago. Just beautiful. Thank God they're getting it out now. Yes. So there's there's good news. Yes. Things are going to get better, not worse. Right. And that's my message. Well, and and from the market perspective, I mean, obviously, you know, we have to put the caveat, you know, past performance is not indicative of future performance. That's correct. But the companies themselves, what has changed with them right now? That's, you know, that's what we're always, we're going back and challenging thesis um, and, uh, you know, communicating that to our clients. Hey, everybody, I'm going to close it out today. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial. That a girl. Powered. Hey, give us a call. You can find us on Facebook. You can also look at our website at dupreefinancial.com. Come see us. Thanks for listening. All right. All right. Woohoo. <laughs>